This is Show Me Today. Senator Carla Esslinger is with Anthony Morabith about this new ag omnibus bill that was recently passed in the Missouri legislature and signed into law by Governor Mike Parson. One of the important features was flood resiliency for the Missouri and Mississippi rivers and doing the infrastructure the right way. Here's Senator Esslinger and Anthony with more. This bill, the underlying bill, was had to do with helping out our timber industry. It's about creating a fund to help market and promote Missouri's thriving timber, timber economy. It basically created a, a fund that could accept gifts, private donations, or appropriations to the Department of Economic Development so they can promote Missouri-made hardwood forest products. Uh, you know, we do a lot of advertisement around beef and, and uh, soybeans and corns and crops and, and all those things, but really have not done, I don't believe, our due diligence to uh, truly market uh, this aspect of our ag economy. So we were able to take care of that with a, a $2 million appropriation uh, this year to help kickstart that fund and promote the Missouri-made hardwoods. So that that's the underlying bill. And then another uh, piece of the legislation, we had uh, Representative uh, Dane Deal, and he brought to me uh, his it was a Senate Bill 138 included that beginning farmer's language of rep from, De from Representative Dan Deal, and it's, pr it's pronounced Deal, like D-E-A-L, not spelled that way, but uh, his House Bill 1023 was included on this omnibus bill, and basically it's just going to allow for certain tax exemptions, tax deductions for a farmer who either sells farmland to a beginning farmer or enters into some kind of a, a share agreement with a beginning farmer. Uh, we have to realize that the average farmer's age is about 59 years old. So I, I, uh, I, I look at this and know that we need to, to get ready for that transition because so many of our farmers will be retiring. And Rosanna Deal did see that next generation of farmers across the state. So we have to make sure that they uh, uh, are able to, to get into the business and thrive. Um, this is something that uh, I know will have an impact on our next generation. And so I'm very proud to, to include that in this piece. They do have these uh, particular definitions around, you know, making sure that a farmer is a farmer, not a guy who's just wanting to transfer uh, land. So and they are careful into to doing that. You know, another aspect of uh, the ominous bill was around flood resiliency program and the ports and waterways fund. Now that piece of legislation was put together by Senator Bean, who uh, we all know is uh, a senator that represents the Boot Hill. And so he's had a lot of impact about when it came to some of those big floods we had, especially in 2017. And so. And so this uh, piece of legislation will help increase flood resiliency uh, along the Missouri, the Mississippi River, and their tributaries. And basically, uh, it just makes sure that we do the infrastructure work to make sure that we can safely and swiftly move our ag products from the field to the shelf. So it establishes a fund to make critical capital infrastructure improvement to our ports that will do that. We also had a bit of a biodiesel tax credit fix with this piece. Uh, that was just a fix so that they could uh, be able to receive those tax credits when they used uh, some of the biodiesel um, for the retailers. And it was just a, basically a fix. Uh, basic summary is that the Senate Bill 138, uh, it truly is a culmination of ag industry coming together and working uh, together to make sure that Missouri is the best place to farm. You know, uh, I was proud to work with uh, Representative Hannah Kelly, I wanted to mention that, and our Senate Ag Committee Chair, Senator Jason Bean, on this bill to help farmers all across the state, not just in my district. Are there specifications for who qualifies and what a beginning farmer can and can't do? Sure. 
Well, they want to make sure that it's not somebody who's going to come in and say, hey, I'm going to farm that 400 acres over there or however, whatever, uh, and not really do that. Just be able to, to receive that tax credit, but not really start working the land as a farm. So if they, to, to be defined as a beginning farmer for this exactly piece of legislation, you have to have filed no more than what they call, they're calling a Schedule F. Uh, a Schedule F form since you were 18 years old, which means you just began. And that is really just your profit or your loss reporting to uh, uh, on your taxes uh, related to farming. And then that uh, that you are approved for it, that you could be approved for a beginning farmer loan through the USDA or FSA, uh, and that you had a farming operation, maybe that's returned by the MDA, and I'm not sure what that acronym stands for, Missouri Department of Ag, I'd say, uh, to be new production ag, but is the principal operator of a farm and has substantial farming knowledge. They also have been determined by the Missouri Department of Ag to be a, you have to be a qualified member that you can't have it to your son or something like that, so that nepotism piece of so degree uh, or legally adopted applies. Before we continue on, we're talking with Republican State Senator Carla Esslinger on Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Her ag omnibus bill, Senate Bill 138, was recently signed into law by Governor Mike Parson. We're basically taking a magnifying glass to a lot of the main points of this bill because it includes a lot of varying things here. I also wanted to ask a follow-up in regards to the tax credits for beginning farmers. I know that this was proposed in like 12 different proposed bills in the Missouri legislative session this past year. So it sounds like the legislature and lawmakers are trying to incentivize developing more farmers. Are we ignoring age for two seconds, seeing reduced numbers for farmers, maybe due to inflation? I think it's just realizing that farming is, is more than just the paycheck. It's, the, it's that lifestyle. It's that, that ability to raise a family on a farm and the values that are that are instilled when you have an opportunity to, to work the land and, and be able to have just that sense of pride. So it's kind of complicated and it's not just the bottom dollar. It's really and truly who we are uh, as far as ag, um, very much an ag state. And so this, we knew that um, the opportunities for a beginning farmer uh, are less and less because of the cost of land, the cost of operating, the cost of just getting started, this initial of getting started, so uh, this it just has an opera. It just has a, a little bit of a crack in the door open for some of those folks who are just getting into the business. And we want to encourage that tax credits for alternative biodiesel and ethanol, and uh, obviously those are kind of key. We talk about farmers and things like that. Uh, what in this case would they be used for? I know there's a couple of, for example, plants in rural Missouri I've driven by several times. So is the state basically asking these plants to pump out more, to help produce more, to prepare for the future? I think mainly the uh, biodiesel piece has more to do with, uh, it's kind of a, a fix for the, for, the, for the piece of legislation that was passed last year. Uh, there were some technical issues that needed to be to work to allow that program run more smoothly. But the intent really is to be able to give a credit for uh, retailers that uh, sell more biodiesel because we are an ag, ag state and the more soybean or corn that we grow, <laughs> that we can transfer into fuel, uh, better for the economy in Missouri. And before we continue on, we're talking with Republican State Senator Carla Esslinger on Show Me Today. Her ag omnibus bill, Senate Bill 138, was recently signed into law. You also mentioned the flood resiliency plan. I know that there's been flooding in the past along the Mississippi and the Missouri rivers, especially that as of late that the Army Corps of Engineers is also sort of trying to work on 
Uh, talk about this plan a little bit, and I guess how can you proceed with this plan to remediate and to, you know, try and prevent these floods from happening? Sure. Uh, basically, I mean, I, this is not my uh, wheelhouse, but I do know that we've had such devastation from flooding in the past, you know, however many years. And what this does is this gives us an opportunity to put some infrastructure in, some uh, levees or, or whatever it is to offset uh, the, the possibility for us to have to live through what we did prior. It protects those low, those low bottom fields along that are such fertile uh, cropland for us along the Missouri and Mississippi rivers and tributaries. Uh, as far as the details goes, I know that Department of Ag and uh, the work with the Port Authorities and those folks, uh, they have the specifics around it. I just know that I'm a champion to make sure that we do protect that very valuable Missouri farmland and the work that those farmers do. I wanted to touch upon this uh, this other main point of the bill here, because I also think that this is important. The uh, Large Animal Veterinary Medicine Loan Repayment Program and uh, the fact that they opted from 6 to 12. Right. You know, this uh, legislation is going to raise the amount of those scholarships, you know, that are provided from six scholarships to 12 and would raise the amount uh, from 20000 additional to 30000 And what we're seeing is that we just have such a um, gap of, of, of folks that are out there that are ready to serve those large animals uh, that are critical to add. You know, we have a lot of money invested in our, in our cattle, our horses, and et cetera, and having access to affordable uh, veterinary care is huge for the ag industry. Um, you know, also, that also renames the Dr. Merrill Townley and Dan Brown Large Animal Veterinary Student Loan Program. Those are uh, a couple of people that uh, have had a, a huge influence on the ag industry, especially if it comes to large animals in our state. thought that was pretty interesting. But it'll help fill that gap for large animal veterinarians that are critical to ag agriculture. Have you heard any sort of blowback from anyone, whether it be Democrats or Republicans, on helping repay those loans back? Because it's been in the news for the past several months in 2023. You know, I have not uh, have not received any kind of negative response uh, for any aspect of this on this bill, which is very rare. You know, usually if you have a bill that has more than one uh, uh, topic in it or, or particular uh, entity that is in, that is influenced by it or impacted. Now, you'll probably have somebody that has a different opinion. But so far, I have not had directly. Now, uh, there may be some others that have received, you know, some blowback, especially possibly uh, uh, Senator Brown on the um, VET student loan program. But uh, I haven't received it myself, no. Senator Carla Esslinger's Senate Bill 138 was signed into law recently. The so-called Ag Omnibus Bill, as it's called, you could look up Senate Bill 138 at senate.mo.gov. This is Show Me Today, the Voice of Missouri.